0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the shakedown with the Landshake crew today i am joined by zach Lee and jacob brendas from unincorporated some friends of the program some fellow outdoorsmen fellow content creators we have them coming on today to talk about their mule deer trip in nebraska and also just some general uh, talk about their hunting this year and what's coming up for them and the content that they're going to have coming out before we dive into the podcast, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. First Light, go farther, stay longer. Make sure you keep an eye out for all the new gear they got coming out, especially the Waterfall line. It's one of my favorites so far. Next, we've got Browning Trail cameras. They're for the price you pay. You can't beat the quality that these cameras provide. We have them all year round and getting good pictures with good deer. Domain food plots, got those planted, got those looking great. Good deer coming and munching on them. And providing some good feed. And last but not least, we got Thorn broadheads, new this year. The Thorn XV. If you are in the market for broadheads, we highly suggest the quality that Thorn provides. We're putting down a lot of deer in the past few years. So Zach, Jacob, welcome guys. And actually, I'm not in the home base. I'm upgraded my studio to the unincorporated studio. <laughs> it's much better than my living room. So I'm gonna take a few notes before I leave here. But guys, uh, just kind of give a rundown on Unincorporated as a channel, as a podcast, and kind of what you guys all do. You
1: want me to take this away? Yeah, go ahead. I think Unincorporated is one of those things. We started it kind of as a podcast. That's how we kind of caught some stride. But over the past maybe year or so, I would say we've developed, we did a snowmobile video, and now we're trickling into hunting videos. And I'd say that's more of our direction as of lately. I would say that that's our big thing, but we're kind of a channel that does whatever we like doing. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. We love to hunt, love outdoors, love all that. And I think that that's one of our big, not necessarily strong points, but one of our big avenues is we just like to do whatever we like to do.
2: And the possibility for the content. I mean, like, you know, we sit around at home struggling with, with content ideas and, you know, like, Oh, what do we talk about this week? Or what do we Mm -hmm. do this week? But like, Hunting and outdoors, the stuff that we do is kind of our go-to. So, like, you know, if, if content's slow, we don't know what to do, we go and get in the woods somewhere and, and dump a TikTok or, a, you know, a YouTube short or whatever it might be. So I like to say that our future is going to be content. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the podcast is great, and it's perfect for situations like this. And, you know, we want to sit down and talk about a video that we've created or content that we're throwing out or, you know, big things like that. The, the podcast is perfect for that. But I think our future is definitely content. Mm-hmm. But it all started with the podcast. Absolutely, yep. Mm-hmm. Nope, it was you know us four guys and Austin and Mitch who aren't here today. But um, you know we sat down in the basement one night and just grinded a podcast, and it's like this is fun. Like we need mm-hmm. to keep doing this, and that's kind of kind of where we're at. Yeah. So the niche is doing whatever you guys want
0: and just kind of absolutely no 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 niche is your niche I mean if you haven't kind of working if you
2: haven't seen our podcast go I recommend going to watch them because you know you never know what we're going to talk
1: about and what route it's going to go and it's just yeah it's so out of left field most of the time which I kind of enjoy which keeps us on our toes too so I kind of hope it keeps our audience on on their toes too but
2: that was kind of like the the whole reason behind like even the name unincorporated like nobody really knows what's coming You know, you you roll into a town and the population sign says unincorporated on it. It's like, what is this place all about? Yeah,
1: absolutely. You could be going into a town where there's three houses or you go into a town that is, I mean, what's the one, there's a town in the middle of Wisconsin. Is it, uh, it's like Maquoketa or one of those towns up there is unincorporated, but it's a huge town. Yeah. So you never really know what you're going to get. You never
2: know what you're going to get. I I think that that says a lot about what the
3: unincorporated is and kind of what we've,
2: what we've developed into.
3: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. What do you mean it says it's... unincorporated? What does that mean? The sign says that that's like,
1: a, well, yeah, yeah well, like, like population, like towns and stuff. Like, like, like it'll say, it,
3: like, the town of
2: what the hell town are you from, Sam Harmony?
1: Harmony, Don't give that like way. when you
2: walk, ah, when you okay. drive into Harmony, it says like population five or whatever your population is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the,
3: yeah, the, no, but okay, like, so... if you go
2: into a town that's unincorporated, like just south of Platteville, there's a town called Big Patch. And Big Patch, it says Big Patch, and then the population is unincorporated.
3: Oh, okay. I didn't even know it said that on town signs. Well, of okay. Course. So the
1: actual fact behind unincorporated is usually towns that don't have a postal office mm-hmm. are unincorporated Yep. because oh, they don't okay. have a number on how many people live there. So usually unincorporated is very small towns in the middle of nowhere. I it, did
3: not know that. That's kind of where our name branched from. Okay. Yeah, that's a good state to be in then because Wisconsin's probably got 2,000 of them. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was perfect
0: plenty in the southwest corner for sure yeah I but like the that. funny
1: thing when we started to try and find a name we were drawing blanks had no idea what to do and then we were, were all from small town middle of nowhere you know rural areas and we were like i don't know unincorporated it kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit we all liked it and we just rolled with it and here we are now making stupid content that everybody seems to like i don't know <laughs> i hope they do it's,
2: it's just a struggle
1: struggle bus yeah (laughs) content producing is like
0: it's it's had its ups and downs for us especially yeah like to keep constantly coming out with something new something people want to see or like even you know when it comes to us it's like it boils down to we like doing it so we're gonna do it and if people like tagging along with it and following along with the story and seeing how we've changed like I it's funny because just yesterday i was watching kind of our older videos Mm -hmm. and just looking at it's like man i Like I can't imagine doing that same thing like today. Mm -hmm. All your content just evolves and it just, it's a constant moving target as far as what your audience wants to see versus like what you're putting out. And you got to kind of tailor yourself to that if you want it to grow. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of, I mean, you guys started this when? Last year? Yeah, about a year ago. About a year ago. About a year ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The big thing I think for us was when we got into it, we just started off no direction, had no idea. I mean, you can see it from, podcast one, two, I think we're on 21 now, which Mm -hmm. really isn't a lot for a year, but looking at that and how we've come across, you know, a year or so and how far we've come in production and ideas and content. And it's fun to watch yourself grow as a channel and as people too, because obviously you look at someone who's in college and they're a freshman and then you look at them when they're a senior and how much they've grown as a person and as a personality sure it's really fun to watch and now that we've documented it it's really fun to look back and i know that a lot of times we cringe at our older yeah, stuff absolutely oh
0: yeah. oh yeah
1: which is just how, human nature that's how it's going to go but <laughs> it's fun to look at it and laugh at yourself and say like you said well i it? i am not i would never do that again in yes. a million years <laughs> but you got to start somewhere yeah cause you're not going to know where you're going to grow or how you're going to learn. It's, it's super fun for me.
2: I, and I think, I think the really cool thing is like, even with with you guys, Will and Sam, and mm-hmm. you know, I knew, knew you guys as soon as I came into Platteville, I met Jared and Ryan at baseball and you know, I hunted with those guys a few times and, and watched what, what formerly was known as dorm room outdoors, you know, watch what they put together. And, and now you look at the stuff that you guys are throwing out now and you compare it to the, the first dorm room videos. Right. And it's just night and day, like just not even with like, I mean the content is obviously different but like just the characteristics of the people and I don't know it's just it's, just, it's fun to, it's been fun to watch you guys grow and and to be around all you guys and right it's been a it's been fun and it's, it's cool to see I stuff agree. like that yep
0: that's what's nice about having like people like us like in a, in a tight, tighter group just as content creators and outdoorsmen as well and then just friends outside of that yeah you know?
2: absolutely I mean
0: i feel like the outlier not playing baseball like everybody
2: <laughs> yeah everybody like oh yeah, yeah i play baseball
0: jared and ryan oh well i <laughs> you know i met him in bridgeway <laughs> i talked to ryan about hunting like until 3 a.m when i was supposed to be studying for an exam instead yep and <laughs> just
1: it, that is the cool thing about hunting though in the industry is you could be total polar opposites and oh you're a hunter you yeah. hunt yeah mm-hmm. okay we're buddies now
2: and all of a sudden yeah. you're best and that's how i met like like Ryan and Sam and Jared, and those guys, like we were working a fundraiser for baseball, and I must have been wearing a hat of a Matthews hat or something I was wearing. And and Ryan came up to me and he's like, Dude, you hunt? And I was like, Oh, yeah, you know, a little bit. And then mm-hmm. it just exploded from there. It's just funny <laughs> how connections like that happen. It's always the, yeah,
0: I, I dabble. Yeah. Like, well, you know, like, I, mean, I do it every I, once in a while. And, and yet, that, You never get into what you
1: actually do, you're just yeah. kind of like, Oh, eh. Yeah, I've hunted before. And then
2: there's like that that gray area right where you cross over, and they're like, "Oh, you got a big deer on camera," and then you get your phone out, and you're like, "Oh, I killed this deer," you know? Oh yeah. This was awesome. Yeah. And
3: oh yeah, I remember doing that with Ryan in my dorm room freshman year, or his freshman year, my sophomore year, just showing pictures <laughs> of deer and trail camp pictures and all that. It was funny. Like yeah. 1 a.m. We are up till doing that. Mm-hmm. Everybody got a
2: story like you, there's a story behind every trail cam picture i mean as dumb as it yes. sounds but it's like right. you never know i don't know i mean there's a funny thing with ryan keeping us all up late because ryan don't sleep
0: he's he no, like, no yeah.
2: a night owl there's he, no way he could run off and of nothing i remember yeah. ryan came down and hunted with me uh it must have been two winters ago and he, i you know had illinois ground and stuff and we have a cwd season late mm-hmm. and ryan is an illinois resident so he could get the five dollar <laughs> tag or whatever it is and He's like, oh, you know, I'd love to come hunt. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Come down this one weekend. And he rolls in at like, I don't know, he rolled in at like 9 o'clock one night. and We were going to hunt the next morning, so we had to get up early. And we stayed up until like 2 a.m. just talking about deer hunting. I'm like, dude, I got to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> If you yeah. want me to function tomorrow,
3: I got to get some sleep. <laughs> but, yeah. That sounds about right.
2: And then like another time I remember, Ryan, he borrowed my muzzleloader for Wisconsin's muzzleloader season. And he drove down to my house. He must have been hunting Friday morning or Saturday morning. He drove down to my house in, in Illinois, which is like an hour and 15 minutes from Platteville. And he drove down that night, rolled in at like, I don't know, must have been 10 o'clock. Grabbed my muzzler, drove all the way back, you know, hunted the next morning, shot a deer that night. And then after he shot the deer and took care of the deer, he drove my he drove back, all the way back down to give me my gun back. And I told him he could hang on to it for a couple of days or whatever, but it just worked out. He said he had to stop at a gas station to turn in an assignment like in the middle of the night on the, on his way down. He's <laughs> like, I'm so like, weird. dude, like you could have hung out to <laughs> yeah. him, it. It's so just Ryan. Said, I'm not Ryan. Just, it's awesome about him. It's, I think it's yeah. awesome.
3: That, that is, is definitely Ryan. That is so funny.
2: Yeah. No, it's just funny how that, all that drives people. The yeah. hunting drive.
1: Yeah. The oh, amount of
2: money and time. It definitely and, has a drive. Oh.
0: I
1: mean, even the, like, so my birthday was a couple weeks ago, whatever brie got me this Sitka jacket awesome but i've made fun of zach time and time again for that <laughs> Sitka. i was like you don't need it you can kill deer without it whatever well i get this jacket and then i'm immediately impulsive buying the rest of the get up to match yeah. it's yeah. just like the little tiny i don't know relationships well, i guess
2: like what we talked before like with, with goose decoys you don't just buy a dozen decoys Mm-mm. nope it's like, you might start with a dozen, but it just doesn't, that's not how that works. Yeah. Jared, I,
0: when you're listening to this, believe <laughs> knows it too. Like, when, I, when I told you, it's a rabbit hole you go down when you say, oh, I'm, I just want to buy a few dozen to do a few hunts. You don't just buy a few dozen. Yeah. So, No, it's, it's crazy. This is a first light podcast. So I might have to bleep out Sitka. I,
1: I'm sorry, but yeah, <laughs> do what you got to do.
0: <laughs> so now that we know what you guys do, let's just hear more about you guys as individuals and how you kind of got into hunting and your kind of stories and stuff like that. Let's start left to right.
2: Okay. So I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, I guess starting into hunting, that was something like my dad was never really big, like sports guy. Like, you know, he came to games and stuff of ours and Clay and my older brother, Clay and I were big into sports and, but that never was his thing. He would go to a basketball game and sit next to his buddy and talk hunting the whole time. So like that was dad and I's connection was like, we we would go hunting together. Mm -hmm. That was our thing, you know, dad and I'd take off for the weekend and mom would be mad at us both for leaving all weekend and not doing anything. <laughs> and all we do is talk about hunting. So like, that's kind of how I started. And, uh, you know, I hunted with my dad for the first few years and I've, to this day, I've never killed a deer with my dad. I, you know, we hunted together and I never could kill one. I shot one and couldn't find her and missed one. And, and then I just decided that one day I was going to go off by myself and, you know, hunt this other side of the farm or whatever. And dad was going to go to his stand. And that was the day I killed the deer. So like, something I really want to do to like, yeah, I don't know, just a sentimental thing is I, I want to kill a deer with my dad. Mm-hmm. Never done it before. And you know, there's been countless opportunities where we could have, I've never done it, but like, I guess he's, he's the one to blame for all the money and time I waste on hunting. it's um, how I got into it. And I've met a really great group of guys back home. And um, if it, if it flies or runs or does anything, we've probably hunted it. We've, we did do it like crazy. We've spent way too much money on it. And now i'm expanding my horizon into western hunting and we'll have an elk tag next fall and i've met mule deer hunting three or four times and looking at antelope tags like it's just it's an addiction yeah and that's is. that's pretty much what it came down to for me like you know i it's an addiction i couldn't i couldn't live without it i don't think starts with one hunt
0: that's literally all it is
2: that is one experience adrenaline rush yep and oh, it's like absolutely. like all the sports i played in huge games and i've pitched in big moments and played football in big moments but the adrenaline rush that i got when a deer was coming in and mm-hmm. i didn't own a spooker and i had to put a good shot on her like mm-hmm. i don't think it compares
1: no i would say i have a pretty similar like upbringing to hunting to you mine was my grandfather i was i don't know, really young and my grandpa is a huge outdoorsman, fisherman and a fishing club, goes bass fishing once a week in a club, everything. He owns land in Idaho, elk hunts every year. And he just took me out, you know, and I was like, heck yeah, let's go. Like, I'd love to go with you. He took me out a couple of years. We shot, you know, just little tiny six pointers or four pointers, didn't matter, gun hunting. And it was just like, okay, I could really get into this. Yeah, I could really enjoy this, which I did with him. It was awesome. There's this always this thing, like you were saying, like you've never killed one with your dad. There was always this thing where for me, it was like, I don't know if I want to kill one without grandpa. Right. Like it was just in my mind. Like I had killed two or three deer with him, maybe more. I My memory is horrible, but it was something that was just like awesome. Yeah. Like outside of hunting and hunting is great, but outside of hunting, just the relationship that, that brought me with my grandpa was awesome mm-hmm. and that was something huge for me that's how i got brought into it and then obviously you meet guys like you too and you get into different types of hunting and then a guy like me you get into filming hunts and you go on these different types of hunts like me and Lee just went to nebraska which i'm sure we'll get into later yep but stuff like that you just it it's a black hole you get sucked in you're never coming back out it's, that's what it seems like to me
2: and, it, and it's to the point now where like I'm just going to say financially I (laughs) I've burned so much money and like you don't even think about it as gear but it's it's tags every year it's gas like the last three days Jake and I went through a tank and a half of gas trying to shoot a deer yeah and we did and we did which we'll get into but like it's just the amount of money that I've dumped on this it's like I, I there's I can't imagine spending my money any other way and now you add on camera gear camera gear oh, oh my gosh, man and i you I, guys you guys know more about that than i do i mean i have a camera but it is nothing like you guys is but like i think that goes a long ways too because the content that like our mule deer hunt i like to say is an awesome video um i think jake killed it that video is sweet i love it but that doesn't happen without the right gear mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to go out and and spend that money and and commit to it I mean, you can't oh, go half
0: ass with it, no. right? No. I mean, the gear that you, you put in for now pays dividends later. Like we mm-hmm. talked about with Brooks on one of our other podcasts that, you know, you spend the money up front, but it keeps you out there longer. You know, I can't imagine how many sits I've had where I've just been miserable being cold or wet or rainy. And, and it's just like, God, I don't want to be out here anymore. Yep. But it's like the right gear, you know, it keeps you warm. It keeps you out there longer. And you just you keep that that drive going because as the season gets later and you might not have a, a tag punched, I mean it gets like wearing on you. It
2: hundred percent does. You lose sleep at night.
0: Oh well, yeah, and that and those morning wake ups just get a lot
2: harder, harder and because, harder mm-hmm. to get out of bed. And it's just it's a I mean the long story short it is a freaking grind. Yeah. You just <laughs> oh at, absolutely you, at the end of the season
0: you know I I remember waterfall hunting just like it, it's funny because I'm just like I used to. You know, bash the weekend warriors because, like, me being yeah. a, a full time hunter in college, like, I you know, yeah. pull off a class or whatever. Yep. But, you know, mom, dad, if you're here, you didn't hear me say that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, going out three, four, you know, sometimes five times a week. And then now I'm here out in the real world with a real job. The only time I have is the weekends. But, like, when I was doing it full time and by the end of the season, I'm like, man, I'm getting like worn down. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, it, well, it, even in the last couple of days, with me and you leave, it was like, "Oh, do we really want to get up?" In like go this hunt morning, or... right?
2: I mean, even this morning, we had a great hunt, but and then you know, I shot a deer, but yeah, it's like I rolled out of bed at four forty-five this morning, and
3: I'm like, "Oh, I don't want
1: to do this." Mm-hmm. Yeah. but I might I, go ahead, Sam.
3: Sorry, I was going to add to the conversation. I might be an outlier here, um, but when Yeggs was talking about uh, the comfortableness of clothes. I, for whatever reason, I like, like, I like being cold <laughs> in the dream <drink laughs> stand. I, Sam I, likes I, being uncomfortable. Yeah, I do. I do. So for you, whatever so reason. So you don't
0: like the dark but you like being cold
3: dude. when I'm oh. sitting in the rain or the snow. Like I love it. I don't know why it, it just, it, it feels like I'm hungry. okay. I'm with you on yeah, snow. Yep. I love snow I'm cool. Snow. I yeah.
1: could be in 30 mile an hour flurries and I'm, I'm pretty but content. Rain.
3: Are you meant to rain? No rain? Just, dude? I don't know. It, it just like, I like, it's so weird. I like when my face hurts. Like <laughs> it's, it's weird, dude. I like what when when I'm cold. Get You checked out after this podcast. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to be checked out for a lot more reasons. Just being but... <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. Don't we all though? Yeah. Yep.
2: I think our addiction needs to be,
3: Yeah,
1: we
2: need to go into rehab. I mean, if you look at like our passion for hunting and an outsider's point of view, somebody is walking on the street and they see Jake's sick jacket or your first light jacket, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And they're like, like, Oh, that's you know, kind of cool. They don't understand that what it costs. Mm-mm. They don't understand what goes into it. Mm-mm. And,
1: but i will tell you one thing i went to a random birthday party the other day and i was wearing this same jacket and this guy i've never seen never met one time comes up to me immediately like sees me makes a point to go see me and just start talking hunting yeah it's just and i don't think it, if i was wearing this jacket he
3: never would have done that and like, that's too. exactly right
2: if my mom and dad knew what i spent on hunting stuff
3: i'd be Oof. on the streets i spent nine hundred dollars last week and what I mean,
2: my mom, I think, would literally just kill me. Like, you know, I come home with something new, and she's like, Oh, that looks new. Did you get it? I'm like, Oh, yeah, I got it on sale. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's
2: Smarted, yeah. I had a really good sale. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't like oh, Don't look at my bank
1: statement. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. When I was telling my mom that I had to complete the whole get up with this, she actually took it very, very well. It was strange. I was like, Yeah, mom, I'm thinking about spending like, three hundred dollars on a pair of pants she was like at first she was like oh, okay let's slow your roll let's talk about why or how or whatever and i said well i got this jacket for my birthday and i got a match you know i'd just be stupid i'd look like an idiot out there if i didn't match she goes yeah see
2: but that's the yeah. thing about hunting that is ridiculous because you're saying you're going to look like an idiot but the only things that are looking at you are animals
1: Oh, absolutely. It's like nobody else sees you. But like I you. think the big thing, too, is having a camera around, which is screwed crowd. up because I'm the guy behind the camera, so no one sees me anyway.
2: Hey. <laughs> Look good, feel good. Exactly. Over. Yeah. Well, That's we right. even
1: said that, you know, that us wearing this S-word is, <laughs> is why we killed this
3: morning.
2: <laughs> There's only one logical reason. That's it.
3: That's it. That makes Just, total sense. All the stars it does. align to. Yes. They all point at you wearing Sitka camo. I would agree.
1: It's just <laughs> that's how it went. I, I'm,
2: not, I'm not, I'm not, we're not sponsored by Sika, but if they do want to sponsor us, I'm all for it. But you know, and that's just like I got a really good opportunity to buy some, I bought some, and that's just what I've been. I've, I've never worn a piece of first light, and honestly, I think I'm scared to when I oh, go to edit this like podcast no sin, huh? because I think if I put a first light jacket on or uh, you know, whatever, it's going to be like, oh, this is really nice, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: And then Jeez. way down the rabbit
2: hole we go.
0: Yeah, Here we go again. And then now I think Sam was gonna might steal Sam Thunder here. Maybe not. But now when we edit this podcast, I'm just gonna have a generic first light. Over, <laughs> whatever you say Sidca, whatever, yeah, you say yeah. first light, like, oh, I'm scared of trying a sick j- or a first light. Oh yeah, we'll slipping
3: up. I was yeah. gonna beep, I was gonna beep it out like a swear word.
0: <laughs> beep. I think if we just put a generic voice over it. I think be, they yeah. won't be able to tell yeah, it or nice. just
3: the F word would probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh
2: my.
0: Well, so now that we got that and I think we've had some really solid conversation so far. I just want to get into this mule deer hunt
2: yeah, that you guys yeah. had
0: in this video.
1: Leib's gonna have uh, to start that one off, I think. Let's, let's do it. Pay
0: First pay off, pay. before we even do that, like the the TikTok that you guys made, mm-hmm. that just got me fired up. I gotta run through. Awesome. A brick wall. it was <laughs> awesome. It was <laughs> awesome. It was so good. Cool.
2: That cool. was like, I don't know. There's so much that went into that hunt, and I guess a, a, a very short background. I've killed two muley bucks before. Um, I went out one winter for a muzzleloader hunt. I killed a five by five, and filled all my doe tags. Had an absolute blast, and the group of guys that we go with and the ground that we have out there, I, I can't say enough nice things about them. Um, You know, great guys. And for them to take me under my wing and, you know, take me out there and, and let them let me hunt their ground and hunt with them and show me the ways.
1: I'll, um, I'll interject just real quick. I've been there. Second point of view. Great, great group of guys.
2: Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it, and that's what and I don't know. I, I feel so blessed to do that because I feel like I've made connections out there where, um you know jake jake and i have been tossing around the idea of going back out you know in the next two weeks or so and um trying to fill my tag because unfortunately my tag is unfilled but um and i know the landowners enough out there and and they don't mind and they like us as good guys and and they would let us come hunt but i guess to get more into the hunt because that's where we're going with this um i told jake it's a it's a nine-hour car ride or 10-hour car ride and i told jake before we left I said the ideal situation is we shoot a big deer the first day. Find them in the morning, kill them at night, and then we get to enjoy the rest of our hunt, not stress.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the big thing too is film. Like if you kill first day, we can drive around, we can scout for deer for other guys, no big deal, but we can film b roll other stuff that oh, sure. might have needed to happen for the video, which you know right. I know everyone wants to keep everything authentic and what happened in the moment, but to film a absolute money production. You need, you know, like our video, we hunted four days and we got seven minutes out of it. You know, that's what I felt was fit for that.
2: And like, so I guess short, long story short, we got out there the first night. We, um, went and talked to the landowners again and and caught up with them and they were happy to see us and, you know, um, excited that we were going to be back for the next week and or five days, whatever it was. And did some scouting that night. And, and realistically we scouted and we didn't find many deer. And, you know, the one landowner had been in contact with us all kind of summer. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm just not seeing that many deer. And when a landowner tells you, and when I say a landowner, I mean a large rancher. Mm -hmm. He runs a lot of ground, a lot of cattle. And Mm -hmm. when he says he's not seeing a lot of deer, it makes you worried. But on his mind, he's not a hunter. He he is not looking for deer.
1: No. Well, you got to comment on if if he saw a four by four. Or what whatever his comment was on when he saw a nice buck, you gotta comment on that.
2: Well, and, and that that's the thing too. When he sees when he sees a nice buck, it could be a four corn or it could be something that looks like an elk. And he <laughs> and he's gonna tell you it looks like a nice yeah, buck.
3: That's what it was. Yeah.
2: And, and and that's just how he is. And you know, we didn't took nothing about that. And we had the same experience last year when we went out there. We got out there, me and my buddy went out two days early, and we we're like, we gotta scout hard, so we got some deer to hunt. And we scouted hard and we found one little basket rack buck and like three or four does in two days. And we're like, what is going on? Well, we learned something very fast that when you drive by a green bean field and you don't see any deer, I will 100% guarantee you that if you look hard enough, there's deer in that field. And they just know how to hide.
1: I learned that in the first five minutes we were glassing out there. Because there was
2: times we would drive down the road and there'd be nothing. We'd turn around in a a field entrance, drive back down the other way, and there'd be four or five bucks looking at us. Hmm. And they disappear like that. Yep. Hmm. So very, and anybody that's going to hunt ag fields early season, I think that's advice that can go to anybody for whatever species you're hunting. If you're hunting ag fields where they can hide in it, they're going to be there.
1: I'd say if you're looking for antlers, give it a good 15. I and mean, it's really before look, you give up on it, really, and, you know,
2: try different angles, you know, try different hills or low spots. There's deer there. Yep. So, first morning comes around, we wake up and um, we saw one good buck. I guess that night, um, and we didn't even find it. The other truck that was with us, um, those guys found this buck and didn't know how big it was. Last light, dark, whatever. So we were all sitting in the hotel room that night and we were discussing, you know, kind of who's going where, or what the game plan is, and those guys kind of picked their spots and they kind of asked me like, Oh, where do you, where do you and Jake want to go? I'm like, well, I'm kind of thinking, you know, the terraces. I was like, you know, that's where that buck was last night. And I said, I, I don't want to get in on him. I said, I just kind of want to get up on top and in, in glass. I just want to see what our options are. Cause there's that way we can make a move field. on
1: him. If we, you know, if we had the him.
2: choice or sure. somebody else would be in a better, a better spot to make a move. You know, we, we can be the eyes in the sky and Jake and I sat down for like five minutes, we oh, it was one stupid. row in the cornfield. So we're like off the bean field, but we're glassing this whole bean field. And I'm looking down to my left and I'm like, Jake, there's a crap pile of deer out here. And they're on this, what I call the terraces, this, this hay ground. And I can, and it's dark enough where I can, I can tell it's a buck. Don't know how big, but not just one buck. It was like six bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what did we just walk
1: into? Right. But the craziest part was they left. That's the thing. So they went they back all, into the corn. They all
2: fed into the corn. And I looked at Jake. I'm like, well, that was kind of cool. You know, maybe tomorrow morning we can try to do something different to get down there around mm-hmm. their bedding or whatever. And,
1: and then sitting, out of nowhere. We're sitting
2: there taking pictures of the sunset or the sunrise coming yeah, up.
1: Yeah, I'm doing b roll and stupid cameraman stuff. Taking
2: in the, the beautiful <laughs> landscape and and all of a sudden Jake looks at me and he goes, Dude, those bucks are coming back out.
1: They came they went they went in and they came right back out the same spot.
2: They made a half moon in the cornfield and they came back out and they're a little further down, but I looked at Jake and I'm like, Oh, those are really big deer. Now that we got the spotting scope.
1: Cause it was more light out then that might've been 15, 10, 15 minutes.
2: Yeah. And I was like, those are big deer. So we gotta, we gotta like, you know, at least try to get closer to see what kind of deer these are. So we Mm -hmm. dumped down another couple hundred yards and got up on the next high point and we're watching these deer. And there was five of them from what I can remember. There's five muleys. I think there was five and there was one muley in particular that was he might not have been the best scoring muley but he was 100 percent the biggest muley and he was a four by four a really heavy rack full velvet a beautiful deer and he bedded down to where we couldn't see him he went over a crevice we couldn't see him anymore and and these other three bucks included the one that i shot um and for those of you that have seen the video you you kind of see those deer come in really close but um I was watching this other buck. I said, Jake, that is a really big deer. Like, that's a that's a good deer. But we kind of forgot about this eight-pointer that was way bigger. Mm-hmm. And um, I called one of my buddies, and it's like 7.30 or 8 o'clock, and he's back in the truck and just kind of scout for some deer. And I said, hey, would you do me a favor and go park in this field entrance? I said, I think you're going to make them nervous enough by parking in this field entrance that they're going to spin right back around and come to us.
1: So, what well, What, 300 yards at this point? From us, the deer, yeah,
2: 500. We were still on top, top of the hill at that point. Mm-hmm.
1: So okay, sure. Yeah, anyway,
2: yeah, one of the guys that was with us, Travis, he spun around at the truck and he was glassing these deer. He was, Yeah, those are good deer. So they're all watching the truck, and Jake and I slipped down behind him and we crawled down through the cornfield or whatever and, and got to what we thought was 300 yards or close to.
1: I think it was mm-hmm. ish. I think you ranged them one time. It might have not been a great range, but it was ish. ish 300
2: ish. And sure, as shit, I was right and like clockwork we were there for five minutes maybe set up ready to kill these deer in this waterway and because you
1: were still on the phone i was on the when phone they travis. made their break to us you were like travis i gotta go like they're coming right yes. at us
2: <laughs> so th- th- like i said they they didn't spook they were just nervous enough that truck was there and they got up out of their beds and kind of looked around a couple times like they do and did exactly what i hoped they would do and they bounced right down to us and it took them maybe a minute to cover that ground. And to me, it felt like five seconds.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. That's crazy. Fumbling for
2: rangefinders, looking at binoculars, trying to figure out which deer needs to be the one. Well, the rangefinder
1: wasn't working right. So
2: these deer are, are breaking in, and I had ranged a couple of spots in this field beforehand, you know, try to have some some landmarks. And I'm like, okay, you know, kind of where the beans go off. That's sixty-eight yards, whatever. And these deer are coming in, and I'm I am fumbling around with my bow and I'm a, I'm a wreck. I mean, long short, I'm a wreck. Yeah. Yes. And this buck, he crosses and I, the Jake Hold has on. the range finder. Yeah. I was
1: going to say back up just a touch. <laughs> Jake <laughs> has
2: the range finder. Cause I'm like, Jake, I need, yeah. you, I need you to range. Leave can't get a
1: range on these bucks. And so he hands me the range finder. So I'm filmer and half hunter. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to do both things at the same time. And there's these, this tall, I don't know what you call that tall grass that's out there. I, I mean it's around here too but there's like a foxtail kind of deal yeah tall grass in front of us and so i think that rangefinder was just picking up that tall grass enough where it was zeroing out and it wouldn't give you nothing so oh. i'm ranging 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 i'm telling leap you can hear it in the video i'm telling him I, said, I got nothing i can't give you nothing i wish i could i can't it's not giving me anything and,
2: and then the worst part of everything happened was these deer were what I thought was 70 yards and Jake finally gets a range, but he's on the wrong gear.
1: Yeah. So the two deer that are following the one that we ended up shooting at are at 70, but the one, the lead deer, which is the one we shot at was probably at 40
2: yeah, at that point. Cause Jake said 71. I said, try again. He goes 72. I said, Jake, this deer is on top of us So, but with,
1: with me trying to range and look at my camera. So I wasn't like looking, my eyes weren't looking at live, like, okay, I can see all big this picture. image, big picture. I'm looking range finder, ranging those deer back to the lens to try and get them in frame back to the range finder. And that deer, he snuck down in, I mean, he was 35, 40 yards and those other ones were at 70 cause that range finder yeah. gave it to me. Yep but it was just stupid nuts because then after you were like no like try it again i tried it again got 72 and then at some point you were like jake camera camera so i looked at the camera and then all of them or the back two started coming coming and you go oh they're gonna get closer and sure as everything happened that front one just bounded right up right into our lap we didn't even have time to range it and i I was always told when I'm hunting mule deer
2: that they don't respond as well to like a your traditional like Meh, you know oh, like, really? stopping yeah. a deer.
3: Yeah,
2: it's a whistle. They like a high pitched noise. So this is what I've been told, and from my experience, it's worked. So I'm whistling at this deer, and I whistled at him the last time, and he looks over his wrong shoulder, like perfect scenario. Has no idea we're there, and I botched the shot. Thirty. Oh. We think he was 26 yards. I shot for 30 and went right into the top of his shoulder.
1: Nice. <laughs> yep, right in the shoulder blade.
2: I I wanted to. Cr- well,
1: I don't first know. Right reaction, away, though, we were like, okay, maybe.
2: I'm thinking single long. I'm like, okay, I punched. I mean, 30 yards. I got a, a sharp shooting bow. It's fast. I'm like, I had to have got through that shoulder. Had to have 30 yards. And I was excited and, you know, shaking and freaking yeah, out. You were a wreck
1: once again. <laughs> continued (laughs) wreck (laughs) from the whole experience and which i I would have been too not putting any shame on you
2: so after i shot him i called travis and he was still sitting at the road in the truck and and he was watching the whole thing play down and he goes oh i see the first two bucks but the big one's not with him and when he said that at that point i'm like our hopes are really high i smoked him i smoked him he's dead right over this hill and not the case we had a couple trickles of blood for maybe 100 yards and
3: that was it disappeared Jeez. wow
0: jake yeah
2: yeah i it just was an it was a nuts hunt and i i will tell jake i would do it all over again for the same result only, oh the hunt for the fact because the hunt was so much fun
1: the hunt itself was just
2: and, and i would do it again to not even get a shot off
1: yeah you can't dream up them well we closed 200 yards off of their 500 yard gap and then they closed the rest of the 300 you can't put that onto paper and have it work. It was just crazy. First morning, first yeah, first it, day. no idea what we were getting into, and first time ever having a filmer with you too, right. which is a totally different ball game,
2: right? And it just was a it was a nut situation, and I shot that deer, and and I literally thought I was on top of the world because I thought it was going to be decent, and it, it, you go from the top of the world to the bottom of the food chain in a matter of seconds. Oh right. yeah, like and yeah. we started looking at blood, and it's like drip drip like i'm like oh no and then anyway we looked for him for a while went back to the hotel watched the video and i'm like yeah that that broadhead never got through his shoulder the way it was he was carrying that arrow and it just my heart just sank i was just destroyed but yeah i mean a great hunt it was it was a lot of fun and and we you know travis who i was talking about ended up shooting a really nice whitetail um that night the first night he sat in sat in a pine tree, crawled up in a pine tree and shot a really nice white tail And, um, one of the prettiest bucks I've ever seen. I think that that buck was beautiful, but, um, that made it worth us going out, bringing one home. Yeah. Um, we had a blast doing that and, and, you know, Jake and I can't complain about our hunt because we had our opportunity and for the next four days, there was not one day we didn't get close to a buck.
3: No, wow. I mean, we were in bucks every day.
2: We were in bow range of, of bucks every day. I mean, at some point. Um and it was it was a blast. We had a we had a ton of fun. That's well, pretty
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah. you learn you learn quite a bit. That's like I mean, you didn't go away empty-handed. You, well, came, you came back with more knowledge. You learn
2: a ton of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like last last year when we went out and I killed that big one. Um we didn't find bucks until the last day because we were not looking at the bean fields the right way. Um, we we finally figured out where these bucks were gonna be, and that we just had to wait them out and there was gonna be bucks. And the last last morning of the last day, um, I stuck a 160, and that was the fifth buck I'd seen, and I had three of those bucks in bow range. I mean, it was it was a nuts hunt, just nuts. And, and and it's like that hunt taught me so much about what to expect for this year and what to expect for upcoming years. You know, I plan to go back as much as I can because that is just awesome out there. Yep. It's incredible.
1: Well, the cool thing about that part of Nebraska, too, that we were in was it's not like to me, I guess I haven't been across Nebraska, but it doesn't seem like traditional Nebraska to me. It's not. The land that you are able to hunt is ridiculous. Tons of deep diving canyons and thick stuff. And it's not just like normal rolling hills and boring, flat Nebraska where you have the ability to it's like, hunt. It's
2: like mini mountains.
1: It is. It's like, yeah, mini mountains. That's a good way to put it. I
2: mean, it's up and down. It's thick. It's nasty. There's there's stuff you can't walk down or walk up right. because it is that nasty. But
1: Wow. um I remember the one day we had to take the drone down and yeah. just to take some cool shots because we couldn't get the, couldn't my get camera down there. Yeah. You couldn't get a human down there. Jeez,
2: I mean, it's it's awesome. That ground is incredible, and I think I would trade all of my. I've got good access to really good Illinois ground, and Illinois Joe Davis County is 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 one of the best. But um, I think I would trade all of that to just move out there and hunt that ground. I mean, it is yeah, it's it good. So much fun. It is so much fun.
0: That's awesome. I mean cool story.
2: And yeah. Like you said, you learned a
0: lot. Jacob doesn't shouldn't have two jobs. We learned that.
2: Well, we yep. we absolutely <laughs> learned that. We learned we we that big we'll time. never do that again because <laughs> that was a cluster.
1: But yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. It worked out. Well, kind of. We didn't kill, but I mean, it wasn't like the end of the world for us. Me having trying to range. It wasn't like god-awful. I mean, yeah, I missed some of those little clip of them bucks, but it wasn't like you know, I missed everything. So it, it would, it'd would be okay. I'd do it again.
2: It would, it would, but you know, I don't know. I just, I think the big thing that I take away from it and I, I tell myself even, um, you know, shooting that deer I did this morning, I just need to relax, yeah. slow well, it okay.
1: down. Like, Gosh,
2: like, you got like, him running in like that. It's, you got, it's hard to control that. Oh yeah, 100% gosh. is. And, and I think if that buck would have stepped out of the corn right next to me and I would have never watched anything, would have been a different story. And I'm pretty positive. I would have put a really good shot on him because I wasn't looking at his rack. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching his rack for the last hour and a half or more.
0: I mean,
1: it was crazy.
2: Never count the antlers. So I'm like, this is a huge deer and he's full of velvet. He was huge. There's five of them out there and they're all coming towards me. And (sighs) yeah, I felt like, like a, like a, like a freshman at like a senior prom, like a a senior girl. Like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I feel almost a little out of your league, huh? A hundred percent. I felt out of my league. I'm like, I should not be here. Like this should be on the outdoor channel. This, right. this should be Mark oh, yeah. Curry doing this.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, the worst part was, is that if we would have known that buck was going to turn over the wrong shoulder, we would have ranged him again, but it was like, it's now or he's going to be gone. I was yeah. so
2: worried about busting that deer.
1: Yeah. I mean, Cause well, be, the worst part was, so there's five deer in that field. Keep that in mind. Three of them are trotting at us. So there's two somewhere. So the three are coming at us. And then as Lieb is full draw on this buck, the other two are right. They're coming. They're in frame. of the camera. They're
2: 80 yards from us and coming right into our lap. And those other two deer, the biggest deer of the whole group was in that group. So when we watched the footage afterwards and we're like, I had no idea those deer were there. And they were going to come right into our lap.
1: But the two deer that were with the one that you shot at they were dead stopped they they knew something was wrong they knew something was wrong when cuz you stood up and drew yeah and right then and there they paused yep because that buck that you shot at he was running in front of us he right you know he, he wasn't, he wasn't looking, looking at us yeah he, he was... wasn't looking behind him. so that was that was another thing too that kind of played in well for you more than me cuz me i am locked on the camera screen trying to get a good shot but you i'm sure in your peripheral you knew that those bucks were staring it was that when
2: i stood up to draw because i made the decision the way i was tucked in the grass i'm like i want to stand up because i want this to be as clean and shot as possible so i stood up and drew and i knew at that point it was now or never because if i let down or do something different those two deer to my left are going to bust and the whole hunt's going to be over but looking back at it everybody dreams of shooting a huge deer in a picture perfect scenario and you know, a 200 inch buck walking in front of them. Well, I had 170 inch full velvet mule deer, you know, private ground, do it yourself, no guide, nothing in my lap. And I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And and there's nothing you can do to prepare for that moment.
0: No. And like the the only way, like we've talked about, it's just you get out there and do it and you learn. And that's just Sam and I touched on this last Tuesday in our um, weekly lowdown, Mm -hmm. just like, you got to get out and do it and just experience it. Yep. And, you know, coming from southeastern Wisconsin, it, the hunting is not very rich. Yep. Like public lands over hunted. It's really hard. You know, you got, you deal with pressured deer. You know, if it's got more than an inch of antler, it's getting smoked.
1: Yeah. If it's brown, mm-hmm. it's down, baby. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: So even the ones that got little buttons, it,
1: anything that's, yep. anything that's
0: there, people are shooting it. So I didn't get to experience like quality deer until coming to college here in Platteville and then starting to see you know the deer that Jared and Ryan are showing on their properties and then I'm like, dude, that's a monster buck He's like, dude I wouldn't shoot that on my worst yeah. day I'm like you kidding me
2: yeah <laughs> it's nuts yeah and
0: I, then you, you keep seeing the quality of deer and then you you and I got my own piece you know with the help of Jared and you know kind of seeing the bucks and the potential. And you just keep seeing more and more, and you get more and more encounters, and then you don't get as nervous. But even then, the the buck that I ended up missing last year, you know, caught a caught a my vein just barely caught a twig in my in my shooting lane, and I just I rushed a shot because he was he was he jumped right over the fence. He was chasing a dole, and he jumped right over the fence, come over, just did it exactly how I envisioned it. Yeah. And then you see him coming, he's like, this is this is it. Like yeah. I'm about mm-hmm. to punch my tag on a stud buck. Yeah, you know, it's and, over right now. Right. Yep. Well, then, hey. And then my mind's thinking, like, oh, man, like, this is going to be a video, or content, and, Yeah. and then, yep. like, the camera there is almost like having a mini audience. It like is. You. Oh, it is. And, like, you're you're thinking about that, too, and it's like you you're million miles an hour in a matter of 5, 10 seconds where this whole thing is happening, and it feels like forever. Yeah. And, like you said, it's hard to slow down time when it's going so fast, and you're going so fast, and your adrenaline's pumping, and then
2: when the moment goes – and then yep. it's done, it's yeah. over. It's just like, yeah, gone. Yeah. And it's like, you see, you see that all the time. Like you're watching the outdoor channel and, and some guy shoots a buck and the first thing he looks at his cameraman and he goes, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Like it just, it tells you how fast, like you don't understand how fast things happen and how quick it's like game time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kickoff.
1: Yeah. I mean like that, I had a doe that I shot at and I couldn't find her, but it was just it was insane i had a doe come up first light she knew i was there immediately she kind of ran off didn't spook too bad but ran off no big deal had a buck at 200 yards make a scrape no big deal and so i pulled out the camera i was self-filming i just wanted to do a quick little interview like oh well I had a doe whatever blah blah blah. and these other two does come out as i'm filming that and then it's like. Oh my God, I got to switch lenses. I got to do camera stuff. Boom, done. I got to get my bow off the tree still. All this <laughs> stuff happens so fast. And then it's like you rush the shot. Yeah. Whereas like we always, you guys always talk about it, like just the experience of being in the moment is worth so much because yeah. next time I'm self-filming, I will know just Jake, take a breath and Relax. calm down a little mm-hmm. bit. Yep and realize what's going on Mm -hmm. you know and just breathe
2: and like even like like i guess today's hunt i'll I'll just get into it just on the very tip but had some does come out they fed right in front of us and and i'm getting excited and i'm like i'm ready to punch my tag like I've, you know we've been hunting hard and these does are giving me a perfect shot and i I really want to punch my tag but in the back of my mind i'm like it's just a doe you need to relax And, and and sure enough you know a 40 yard shot i shoot that at a target every day and it's it's very comfortable for me. So when she was standing there at 39 yards or whatever she was, I settled right on her. I was calm. I was cool. I was collected, touched it off and smoked her.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's just like I just need to tell myself this every time I go hunting, okay. just relax. It's just a deer. Like yeah.
1: but it ain't it it is never just a deer. And it, it's every, way
2: and that's and it's like the way I've hunted and and how okay. you know we all hunt, we all have the same addiction and the same passion that you care so much about it you want to do everything in your power to make it perfect and it's not so much of just relax it's like it, this has to be perfect yep.
0: and so. then then you think about did i get the shot like you, you, then you, yeah. you go into oh. film mode like oh okay, yeah as a creator like, it, ain't be easy, it ain't easy any easy guys no like, it, it's tough no, like, it is we tough. all we all acknowledge that and if you haven't done it before oh you know, it, it's like it's hard to tell you how it really is unless you actually experience it you know but you know, once you once you fling that arrow, you see, you watch where that buck goes or that doe, or whatever, and then you think, okay, now I gotta look at the footage. Like, was it out of focus? Mm-hmm. Yep, and then that yep. kills that kills it everything. I mean, yep. you still get the experience of shooting a buck or whatever yep. or deer, but then like, gosh, you know, just barely out of focus. And it's only something that now I notice. Like back then, you would have never. No, I wouldn't. Them. I wouldn't have cared. Like oh, it's a buck,
2: cool. That's yeah. My tag. Yep.
0: And I was like, dude it's out of focus. like, like it, it's killer and
2: people are always talking about like the caliber of deer they want to shoot and the deer that they're hunting and this and that and it's like in my in my situation i've self-filmed for quite a while and, and it's hard it's it's a pain in the butt but if i could shoot 130 inch deer self-film perfect i do that every time where i'm to the point now where if my camera's at home why am i even hunting right why am i i mean i i hate that it's it's gotten to that point because it's nice to just escape to the woods but I am so invested in you know hunting and stuff, and I'll sacrifice a hunt because my camera battery's dead. Like I have a beautiful night, a perfect wind, but my camera's not available, or or, or Jake's filming somebody else, and it's like you know it'd be a nice night to go hunting, but I was like I can't make it work tonight, you know. And it,
1: like but, I said, yeah, we have gotten into that.
2: Shoot a one thirty with your camera on, perfect film every time over maybe a a one forty or a one fifty with no film and you know, a tough shot and yeah, I want that deer on the wall, but the way that I've invested myself into, into creating and Jake too. And I'm, I have a goal in mind right. and my, and my goal is I want to kill a huge deer on film because I want to be like Mark Drury. I want to be like Lee and Tiffany. I want to, you know, I want people to watch this and be like, wow, this guy is putting in the time and the work and this is hard to do. Mm-hmm. And I think for anybody that's self filmed or even have filmed with a cameraman understands it. hmm I mean, it's a different beast there's so many times where you're ready to kill a deer but your cameraman is just off to the right of you and he's not on him and then all of a sudden the cameraman's on him but you can't shoot him
0: yeah and it's so frustrating and it's
2: like oh i could have killed it right there and mm-hmm. i don't know it, I, I mean think, i think that's what keeps me involved in the filming aspect of it it's a, it's, it's
1: i mean harsh. we had that this morning exactly we i mean you were ready to pinch it off and smack her and i was like leave no yeah. Not yet. Let me get settled on her with yeah. the camera, which sucks because you got to settle twice. You gotta have your shooter settle. You gotta have the camera settle. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I'm I'm moving around. I got my bino harness on my tree arms stuck on my bino harness somehow. I gotta dodge out of the way of that. And then it was just like, okay, go. Yeah. And then it was boom. Exactly. And it was over like that. It's done. Yep. But it takes that like willpower to say, okay, once my cameraman gives me the go ahead i'm ready yeah but until then i'm not shooting this animal yep
0: and that's even worse though i mean sometimes because like you got a you got a booner right in front of you and that buck fever starts you know he's Mm -hmm. getting closer he's there and you just you
2: can you can can taste his back straps on the grill oh like your mouth starts watering and it's like oh dude this deer's already loaded (laughs) in the truck like
1: (laughs) i told Lieb though i said if that ever happens and i'm not on him i am willing to tackle you out of the tree yeah because i as the filmer guy for our for us it's like if you shoot this and it is not on film i i'm leaving i'm done that's yeah i'm over
2: and, and it's not my
1: purpose there is done yep. from then on right whereas like today shot her perfect film but then we stick around and we film the rest of it but if it ain't on film it's like well
2: well and even like today like you know we shot a doe and she was dead you know as soon as she left our site she was dead but we could have had her gutted and in the truck by eight 30 and we didn't get out of there till almost 10 because we slowed down and we want to b roll the blood and, and all these different things. But like, it makes you appreciate the whole thing more. I it think. does. It
1: slows it down.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's you like, get
0: it really does. Yeah, to be
2: in the moment where we talked about like be
0: present, understand what's going on and Absolutely. just process it and yes. take it in.
1: Which I think that film really does that. I, yeah, I it does. do. Right. It, you know, even from when you're full draw on a big buck and you, cameraman says hold just wait wait yep let him take one more step and then kill him really makes you appreciate and just take a step out of the tree stand for a second yep and take a little overall outlook of what's actually happening yeah i think it's a good thing i really do Mm -hmm. i mean i don't like to get on to the narrative of it absolutely has to be on film no matter what we don't want to hunt unless we're filming that isn't what i think we're trying to say but if you have the camera and the stand with you, it needs to. Be on it, it, yeah, it should be on film.
0: Yeah, and like even for an aspect of, yeah, you want to be like a content creator. You want to put out good content. You want to gain a following, and you know, show people what you do. But even the the value of having that haunt to look back on and if, like see,
1: like yeah, that, absolutely, that
2: pays tenfold
1: for
0: all the work
2: and show your kids someday. Oh, and, yeah. and your family members. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you shot a really nice buck. And it's like, yeah, it looks great on the wall. You want to see the video of this thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. I got good video. Well, of even
1: my mom today, I told her I went and filmed you and I sent her a picture of you behind mm-hmm. that doe and whatever. And she was like, oh, let me, let's see the video. Yeah. Where's it at? I was like, well, I don't really have it, you know, right on me right now, but I'll, you know, I'll yeah. send it to you. It's, you know, it's pretty cool to have that go mm-hmm. on around you too.
2: Absolutely. And like, you know, Jake and I went and picked up my buck from the taxidermist on Wednesday. And, um, it was cool to see, cause he was like oh. You, you know is that you this year on in nebraska i was like yeah and he's like oh man what a great deer and you know i, I wish he was here and i was mounting him for you and all this stuff and it's like i never sent it to him he he just he came across it on facebook or whatever and and he appreciated it and it's like a guy that's killed a ton of deer and a ton of elk and everything else in his life and he's never killed one on film so it's like he gets to watch that and it's like it's 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 awesome that you guys are doing it i mean granted that our video gets 400 views or 500 right. views. Yeah. It's and it's crazy. and it's not even about that at this point. Like no. it's like yeah, obviously the end goal at the end of the day is let's get a crap pile of views. Yeah. You know, let's let's go blow up on YouTube and let's make money on this thing. And end of the day, yeah. But like right now, looking back at it, it's like there's a YouTube video out of there with a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication into it and a great hunt.
1: Somebody's gonna appreciate that. Yep. Yep. And the biggest one is us. Yeah, and exactly I want to look back when I'm 40 years old and say,
3: Yeah,
1: I remember that hunt.
2: That and it's it's all about like, you know, telling a story like we, we did here with the Nebraska hunt and stuff. But now we have a story to go behind a video. So, you know, people go and watch that video again, and then they after they've listened to this podcast and us talk about it, and they start to see some of those things that was going through our mind, like when Jake and I are talking about the rangefinder and you know, flustered and all the emotion, and it's like they have a closure to it almost. they know yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, I think to kind of lead into our ending here, I just I, I want to talk about what you guys got for this hunting season coming up, and plans you have, goals you might have. You know, just kind of put the put the listeners in perspective of what you guys got
2: for the rest of the season. I'll I'm, I'm gonna start this one, and I want you to finish it. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, I think I know where you're going with it. I think our end goal. Is for for Jake Austin and I is to all shoot one good buck on film. Not a specific buck, not a huge buck. It could be a huge buck. Don't get me wrong, but a buck on film. That's our end goal for all three of us to do that. And and I, that's going to be hard to do. But um, and I think looking if if that were to happen, I think you can expect a season out of us for the following year um, for 2023. I would love to drop a season instead of doing a video by video basis, um, but with where we're at in our situation, I don't I don't know that that's the route we want to go yet, and I think we're still undecided on that and how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jake and I, we filmed an awesome hunt this morning, and we have all the all the footage and all the content and everything in our bodies right now are telling us post it, post it, post it.
1: And I don't know. I think the biggest thing for us is we don't we've never done it before we don't know what the reactions are going to be or what if we can build an audience. Right. So before we say stockpile eight videos, it's like we kind of want to do a rough draft almost of a season and see, see how it goes, how it goes, yep. see what happens. Right. Let us do our thing. Do, you know, do what makes us happy. That's the end of the day with the film wise is. Yeah. Uh, like Leib said, awesome. If it blew up and you got tons of views on YouTube. Awesome that's cool. But the biggest thing, and for me being the film and editor is I want to do something that will make me happy in the future. Or even, you know, now I'm happy. I'm pumped. My buddy shot a cool deer, whatever. doesn't matter. But when I'm 35, 40 years old, we want to go back and look back and say, Hey, we were 21 years old when we did that. That was really, really fun. And I I had a cool
2: experience uh, a couple of years ago. I used to be a part of a group out of, of Effingham, Illinois, And this group of guys reached out to me on Instagram. I knew the one kid through Instagram and stuff and they reached out to me and they're like, Hey, you know, like you want to film your hunts with us. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So this is what, what Roughneck Outdoors was. And um, we went and set up a booth in Bloomington at the deer and beer fest in Bloomington. And I'm sitting there with two of the other guys, um, Ben and Luke. And I remember this little kid and his dad walking by and the little, his little kid is like, pulling on his dad's shirt and he's like dad those are the guys from roughneck like i've watched their videos like those guys are awesome and at that moment i felt like i was like albert pujol signing autographs at cardinal stadium (laughs) i was like this kid knows us like we have no idea who this guy is we're two hours from home and this kid knows us like essentially a role model yeah like this kid was like "Dad, dad, dad, dad those are the roughneck guys and it's like we're a no-name YouTube channel for what all we know.
0: We we get that too in in Platteville. Sometimes. Yeah. Like some guys, like dude, I watched your buck video. Yeah. Awesome. Like, and I was like, you know, it it it's kind of like it dumbfounds you because like I'm Absolutely. just I'm just a, I'm just a guy. Yeah. Just spends a lot of money on hunting gear. Yeah. You know, has <laughs> a, have, a have a few beers once in a while, and you know, it just likes being in the outdoors with his buddies. That's literally all it boils down to with this content. Yeah. Is that we're just a group of guys. You know, we put our pants on the same way and we just love the outdoors and we yeah. just want to show people, but like when you have somebody like, like I watch your stuff or I listen to your podcast and like, you know, the great job. I love it. Keep it up. And like, you just like, right, you got fans. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. And it's crazy because you're so appreciative. Yeah. You never yeah. met this person in their, in their, you know, in your life and you're just like, wow.
2: I, I mean, I was, I was just like taken back for a moment. I'm like, I'm a nobody. I just do a little deer hunting and i i take terrible film on my terrible camera <laughs> yeah. it's like it, this is a grainy footage of me shooting this doe in a terrible spot but i found her we made a video out of it and this kid is pumped up to meet us yeah mm-hmm. it's like i'm a nobody like what why are you even here dude like it's cool, it was though. an incredible experience and i and that experience i think is is worth all the hassle of of going through the content stuff and you know, and doing all this for that one time that somebody's going to come up to you and be like, dude, can I have your autograph? Like, yeah, we're not, we're not anything. We're just random college dudes mm-hmm. that drink more than they should and spend way too much yeah. money on hunting stuff. Cheers to that. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> that. pretty much what it comes down to at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, and, and if you are listening to this and think you might want to get into, you know, making content, you don't got to start big, like by any means. Mm-mm. A lot of, hell, your phone these days takes 4k video yeah. 60 frames per second yep that's good quality that's and you could do a lot on your phone yep. or on a gopro you know something very very cost effective start
2: with what you have but yeah i mean that's that's a big thing if you want to start my advice to you is take your phone take your selfie stick and tape it to the tree and well, even fourth you know, arrow, they advertise
0: absolutely their For a phone mount. their arm yeah.
1: with it, a phone mount.
0: Yep, and there's even like one that can clip on the backside of your bowl. Yes, yeah.
1: And people make... advertise that like crazy nowadays because I think that people are trying to get into it but don't want to spend the big bucks on a, you know, camera or whatever. Even GoPros nowadays are crazy expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you got a phone already, like Will said, I mean, it is as good a quality as you can get. You know, it might not zoom in as far or whatever, but. If you want to start and dabble into some of it, just my advice as a cameraman is just do it. Yep. yep. Go and do it. Go steal your mom's you're out, camera. You are out nothing. <laughs> you are out nothing at all Yeah. to just go and do it.
2: You got an old camcorder in the bottom drawer, your junk drawer.
1: And you're going to be in the woods anyway.
2: Grab that son of a gun and put a battery in it. And when a fawn walks underneath you, take a little video of it. Yep. Yep. That's what it comes down to. And then I mean, like we've talked about, it's a rabbit hole, so be careful. Yeah,
1: be careful. It's deep. It's yeah. dark.
2: It's deep. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: It's caught us you're more. You're going to have us. a
2: lot more money if you don't do it.
0: But speaking, do it. Speaking of dark, you know, we've got this running recurring. I was for waiting the, for this to question, come up. Recurring question on the podcast. We've kind of got a little competition here. I see Jerry looking at me. He's a little behind-the-scenes camera action. <laughs> the cycle over there that it's not afraid of. So the question is, and we've been trying to ask everybody. Is when you're walking into the dark, you ever get a little freaked out or you ever kind of get in your own head about it?
1: I'll, scared? Start. I'll start with this one. Okay. Mine is yes. And there's one condition why. If you have ever seen the Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. oh yeah. I'm
0: putting one finger up because it's one for the yes column, Jerry.
1: If you have ever seen the Blair Witch Project and you go into the woods at dark and you're not scared, you are insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you over there. I'm,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you put two up.
1: <laughs> Look at that. I yes. think that's Team Yeses in the Okay, league, Jerry. so this morning,
2: <laughs> this morning is a perfect example because it Jake, is a great example. We're sitting in the truck. We were a little early. I'm like Jake. Let's just wait five minutes in here. It's nice and warm. Wait five minutes and then we'll go in. And Jake looks out his window, and the moon.
1: It is okay. Everywhere is out, is overcast. Everywhere in the sky except this perfect circle ring around the moon. And I'm like, leave. If we walk in there, we are dead.
2: And, and and I looked at Jake and I was like, like right as I'm opening my door, like I'm ready to face this death. And I said, Wouldn't it be something if we heard like a little like a like a little kid like scream?
1: Oh my god. Yeah, mm-hmm. then we were terrified. I,
0: and you think about it. I game. get in my head. Yeah. And okay. like
2: when yeah. I was a little kid going to hump by myself for the first couple of times, oh. I was a hundred percent positive there's a mountain lion in my tree stand every single time. <laughs> or <when> something's <laughs> like watching you like, like flashlights few... and I'm like kicking sticks to make a lot of noise yeah. and yep. like terrified yep, you just yep. turn around and like
0: just shine your headlamp just so yeah. you know like anything that's there just goes away with and light like and like
2: following you like like you like walk away and you turn around
1: that's and that's, really that's nice my scan big thing the
2: Flashlight like okay nothing's hunting me we're okay because
1: They're like in the dark your eyes will adjust so you can see in front of you but it's behind you what could come out of the woods right behind you and you it's know. like stupid
2: things like a, a rabbit that you almost step on
1: i'm not even thinking like animals i'm thinking like blair witch type things do it in blair witch they had cameras in
0: the woods what do we do what do we, we do we got it we're filming in the woods
2: i'm all for it. yes yeah i'm scared of the dark i'll, I'll yeah I'll, the,
1: I'll man up to that. i'm the Absolutely. one that
2: shuts the lights off in the basement and sprints up the stairs
1: yeah, there are <laughs> yes.
2: monsters in the closet
0: there
1: are <laughs> i agree
0: uh, we'll probably see leaves sprint up the stairs here when we leave from the yeah basement. as soon as these lights go on
2: <laughs> it will not be the last one down here i'll put it that way
0: all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to wrap it up here for The Shakedown. Make sure you check out these guys at their socials. I'm going to give you a chance to plug here because I don't know yours off the top of my head.
2: Either do we. Uh, It's
1: the Unincorporated. <laughs> unincorporated. <laughs> <No>. unincorporated.
0: <laughs> Boom. unincorporated. YouTube and Instagram and TikTok, you guys got yeah,
1: Yeah, and Facebook, I think, and Twitter, f- everywhere.
0: The whole shebang, guys. So any any social media platform, these guys are on un- un- Unincorporated. Make sure you go check them out subscribe to their YouTube, get notifications. And when they got leaves video coming out and all their other stuff too, and make sure you check out his uh, mule deer video as well. That's a good one to watch. And ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out us on social media at the underscore landshake on Instagram at landshake on TikTok and our YouTube landshake. Make sure you subscribe hit the notification like, and we've got a lot more content coming out. Jerry's video just came out with this doll. It was a good video. Tough shot, but he made it happen like a wizard. (laughs) Threading the needle, just (laughs) smoked her, baby. Hens and drakes, bucks and does, bulls and cows. That's gonna wrap it up here today on the Shakedown. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you in the next one.